He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John This is John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And uh, we're, it's a TriCast uh, and we're broadcasting from WABC 770 Studios and also on 970 AM The Answer and on WLIR. And we're all almost the whole East Coast uh, just about. And in the studio with us, we got two comments. It's Friday, TGIF, two common sense Democrats, no Republicans today. It's Friday. Judge, They're in Florida. They're in Judge Richard Weinberg and They're in uh, Governor David Patterson. And uh, next to me, my sidekick, uh, Lydia Serrani. And uh, this is the show listened to by everyone is listening to this show, including the KGB, Chinese intelligence, <laughs> and, and, and FBI, CIA. They, they listen to the show to find out What's what happening? the heck is going on. Lydia, what do we have today? We have a fantastic show. We'll be speaking, of course, with Dr. Peter Mikolos. He's got the latest uh, medical revelation you don't want to miss. Attorney General. Ken Ken Paxton of Texas. We'll be talking about Title 42 with him. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, he's a TV radio personality. We'll talk about international news with him. Larry Kudlow, what the heck is going on with the markets? First on the line, though, we have Mike McDonald. He's been the communications director for the Catholic League since 2020. And there's a story that we actually broke right here on Cats at Night yesterday. from the Catholic League, I can't say he's mad as... H. He's, <laughs> I'll say he's mad as heck on what's yes. going on. Right. We, you heard it right here on Cats and Night yesterday that these radical leftist groups are targeting Catholic churches because of the Supreme Court justices uh, possibly overturning Roe v. Wade and sending it back to the state. So on the line right now is Mike McDonald. How are you, sir? Grant, how are you doing tonight? We're good. We're good. We, we, we're thanking God it's Friday and we, we can take tomorrow off. Amen to that. Uh, tell us, uh, uh, I understand you you are really upset what's going on. The Catholic churches are being blamed, and uh, uh, these uh, woke groups are threatening to enter the Catholic churches on Sunday, Mother's Day, and uh, create disturbances. And they're also threatening to go to the justices of the Supreme Court's homes. Right, their addresses were And I understand the White House is refusing to tell them not to go. Right, they won't even condemn it. Mike Mike McDonald. What say you, Mike? Yeah, it's, you know, this this is a terrible situation we find ourselves in. Uh, You know, from a Catholic perspective, obviously, if this uh, leaked uh, decision from the court pans out, that's very good news. Since 1973, the Catholic Church and Catholics in this country have been leading the charge to fight against abortion, which is why these uh, left-wing radicals, these woke mobs, are really coming after the Catholics. Because in the early 70s, it was pretty much Catholics by ourselves fighting for this. Later, the evangelicals joined us, and we're very glad to have their support. They, they pushed us to this point where we're actually now talking about the real possibility that Roe's going to get overturned. Uh, but these, these woke radicals have not forgotten that they have long memories. And uh, they are coming for uh, Catholic churches this weekend. There's this one radical group uh, Ruth sent us, uh, claiming to be sent by Ruth Bader Ginsburg to uh, come after Catholic churches, going to be disrupting masses, because nothing says Happy Mother's Day, like protesting for abortion, the right to kill children in the womb. If Ruth sent uh, sent us, 
She's dead for a while. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> then there must have spiritual connections. They, they're well, really coming but, from but hell. More importantly, yes. more importantly yeah. let me point out that uh, Justice Ginsburg herself believes that the uh, case was wrongly decided. So let's Absolutely. She, she was one of the, the people that said, you know, looking back at this, uh, they probably overstepped their bounds because as a small R constitutional republic, we do not want to see uh, nine unelected officials making legislative decisions. That's the purview of the legislature. It should say in the hand of the people, mm-hmm. not nine unelected officials. You're absolutely correct. And look, uh, I believe in freedom of choice. I think it's up to uh, people have to make a freedom of choice. I understand the Catholic uh, uh, religion, and and I respect your beliefs. Uh, but uh, that's why people came. That's why the pilgrims came to America to be able to have freedom of choice. Well, you know, at, at the end of the day, we we are talking about human life, and uh, this is very important. Uh, but more more concerningly, speaking of all these uh, great constitutional freedoms that we have, walking into a church, disrupting mass is an attack on the First Amendment. That is an this attack. This is a woke mob coming after silencing people's rights this in the name of, of defending a constitutional right that even, as you pointed out, Ginsburg herself says probably isn't there. They want to intimidate and eliminate anybody that doesn't go along with their narrative. And, you know, the radical left, uh, Mike McDonald, again, you are the communications director for the Catholic League. You know, they keep telling us, follow the science, follow the science. And the science tells us where life begins. So then when we're talking about abortion well into the, you know, third trimester here in New York, up until the point of the child even being born, a partial birth abortion, doesn't that go against science? Doesn't that constitute Absolutely, homicide? Absolutely, this goes against science. Absolutely, this is anti-science because we know at the moment of conception what makes you a unique individual is present. It's already there. There's no sort of, oh, it shows up later. It shows up six weeks later. It shows up six months later. No, it is It is there at the moment of conception. That What makes you a unique person is there. And that, that's scientifically proven. We're what. This is, uh, once again, uh, Judge Richard Warmberg, Mr. McDonald. Let me say what I'm particularly upset about. Number one, where is the outrage from the president of the United States, the vice president, the speaker of the House, the majority of the Senate, with respect for the pilfering and the release of this confidential document? That's number one. Number two, where's the outrage and the condemnation of threatening justices of the Supreme Court and going to their homes? Where's the outrage targeting Roman Catholics, because they happen to have a disagreement on a matter of public health and public policy. Why are they being silent on this issue? And it's, because this is what happens when the left does not get their way. They want to intimidate people, make people be quiet, fall in line. Uh, this is just, you know, uh, this is, you know, what the, the Nazis did. This is what the communists did in uh, the Soviet Union. When they could not get their way, they would storm in places, violently interrupt see confrontation, intimidate people into silence and going along with things. And, you know, if you look at what Saki said to the, the great reporter from WETN yesterday uh, that was asking questions about a Catholic church that was vandalized in Colorado. So this is already happening. This is not, uh, you know, a hypothetical. They might do this. They're already attacking Catholic churches. And what she said, well, we don't condone vandalism. But I'd just like to point out a lot of people like Roe v. Wade. Right, and you also know, by saying that you you know you're not you're necessarily one. drawing the comparison that your opinions don't matter, but you're dangerously close to making that point. Well, one, of, one of those issues has nothing to do with the other. 
Uh, exactly. And, and, and I mean, you can have your point of view on Roe v. Wade on either side, but both sides should not should be attacking, not physically, but just uh, with with condemnation. Uh, any attempt to harm people, to disrupt their religious practice, to uh, invade their homes where they live. To intimidate. These, to intimidate. Keep going, Your Honor. I'll just repeat. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I uh, refer to you, Governor. I no, mean, no. Through, throughout history, the Catholic Church has been targeted. And the last <laughs> time we saw such a mass targeting of the Catholic Church was when? Over the summer, during the BLM riots, St. Patrick's Cathedral, right here, just a couple of blocks away. And once again, our leaders said nothing. And the vandals that actually spray-painted St. Patrick's Cathedral got off with nothing, with, no, with a no warning. Pro- there's no nothing. prosecutions there. And, and the interesting thing is some of the people who are being silent have demanded condemnation of other things that have gone on, where they were probably right to demand it. But then all of a sudden, uh, when a situation comes up, there are times when you have to condemn the actions of people, even if your political view is basically the same. Other than that, you have given up integrity. And you know what they say, once you give up integrity, everything else is a piece of cake. Beautifully said. Mike Mike McDonald? Yeah, you know what, that's... uh this is exactly what, uh, you know, what was it, uh, January 6th, uh, that was the great insurrection. But this, too, is also a form of insurrection, right? Uh, this has never happened to the Supreme Court before, where a decision of this magnitude has been leaked. A decision of any magnitude, frankly, has never been leaked uh, before it was ready to come out. And now you have uh, woke mobs going out there and trying to intimidate people, intimidate lawmakers, intimidate justices, so that uh, our form of government – uh, that is enshrined in the Constitution, cannot function. Uh, this this is just a wholesale rebuking of American values across the board. And that's regardless, again, as you point out, of how you feel about abortion. Uh, what does matter here that we should all agree as Americans is that this is not the process. We should not tolerate this sort of uh, undermining of the justice system to then fire up woke mobs to go into churches, to uh, sit outside of people's homes, bang on their hippie drum circles. This is not tolerated in the United States of America. But the lack of leadership that we're getting, because it politically suits us right now, is very disturbing. Well, thank you uh, so much for coming on and uh, expressing uh, the, the expressing the truth. I mean, you, you know, you're saying it the way it is, and uh, thank you for doing that. And God bless you, and uh, God bless America. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. And uh, I I understand we have some uh, breaking news on some stuff we just became aware of. News WABC. Well, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani was set to appear before the January 6th committee, but he declined at the last minute because they refused to allow him, according to his tweet, he said, willing to cooperate with the 1-6 group if I videotape like they do. After all, they habitually leak out of context, out of context, their biased accounts still waiting for Schiff's direct evidence of collusion during his attempted frame up of the president. Would you trust them and, to and- be fair? And they refused. They refused. Now, Judge wow. Weinberg. I mean, you know, okay, let's go to the judge and let's go to the governor. The other attorney. They're both, wait a second. They're both lawyers. That's right. Now, what Rudy Giuliani is saying, just to make it simple, is I don't trust you guys. You guys have lied to me, have lied to the world before. If you're going to videotape me, 
I want to be able to videotape you so to have a true record, record. So, so, without, edi- so, without editing. That's so your correct. Honor, your Honor, uh, in the grand jury procedure, you're not allowed to take your lawyer in the grand jury. In a situation where you have a House committee investigation, did the former mayor have the right to bring his lawyer into the proceedings? Yes. He did? Yes. So then if his lawyer's there, uh, you know, with all due respect— how can they change the the uh, the transcript after his lawyer is there because watching what, it? What what Giuliani was concerned was is they were going to splice or edit that which they wanted to to support their narrative and not give the full context. As a common sense American, I say, what the heck? Why not? Yeah, I have no problem with with. Um, I don't, see, I, don't, I don't know what the. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a. No, but, but the I have an honorary is, degree from somewhere. I know. I see them on your walls. All day to long. be perfectly honest with you, Your Honor, I have no problem with his request either, though I'll bet when he was a prosecutor, he would never let anybody do this. Probably. Different, different you're probably right. Different discussion, yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, when they, what it, what's the expression when you try to do something in the dead of night? Like when they're bringing in the migrants in the middle of the night? What are you so afraid of? I wouldn't be afraid to like have something videotaped if you're not afraid of something, they, you know? Bring in the migrants three o'clock in the afternoon and let the uh, uh, channel four, channel seven, channel five, everybody photograph them. Absolutely, and interview and interview them and say where where are you from and who allowed you to come up here. Yes, yeah, send out a press and release where are, and where are a your welcoming papers? committee yeah. and where are your papers? Well, we'll have a we'll have a party. What about and their- say welcome. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Where's the song? Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Land of opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, and their COVID cards. Their their vax cards. Let's see their vaccination cards. You know, we got to show them to get into that inner circle thing. We got to show our vaccination card. Okay, we have as much a chance of getting that as Giuliani has of getting a tape of the proceedings. Well, the other big story of the breaking news story is at least nine people are dead after a massive explosion destroyed a hotel in Havana, Cuba. Uh, Police and fire rescuers are combing through rubble for survivors after an explosion uh, late Friday. There uh, destroyed a hotel, killing at least nine people and injuring 30 people. So they're saying it was like a gas leak. But, you know, people are thinking that could have been terrorist attack or something like that. But they said it was a massive blast. So that's a little scary. That's the other big story that they're following internationally. And then another national story that's going on is the baby formula shortage. There is a supply chain issue, and it's specifically affecting those children, the mothers, obviously, that they need that specialized kind of formula. What the heck is going on? I mean, we can't like this is crazy. I'm telling you, as as a mother, as a uh, my daughter, we had to give her formula after I had to go back to work. And, you know, to not be able to get it, to only be limited to buying a certain amount. That's just outrageous. Well, there's another problem out there, too. It's what we've been talking about on this show for, for weeks and months now, which is the fentanyl problem. Some poor girl who's an Ohio State student was poisoned. By taking Adderall, which was laced by fentanyl, Lydia, and two other girls who are hospitalized are sick. So you're getting these adulterated drugs, which are laced with fentanyl, which is a real threat to the public health. Uh, You keep hearing about these cases over and over again about kids taking their first hit. And overdosing. And that's not overdosing. Overdosing is when you take a large quantity of drugs, but they're being laced with fentanyl. Again, going back to the migrants and people coming illegally across the border and sneaking in the gotaways, the drug traffickers. All right. Let's take America under attack. Let's take a break right now. We'll come back when we sort things out on our next guest. 
This is Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. You're a classic example of the people who built this country. On 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. On the line for us right now is Kathy Wiles. She is the president and CEO for the Partnership for New York City, a not-for-profit that advocates with the city and state government on behalf of large businesses. And uh, the ultimate goal right now is to get New York City back open. Kathy Wild, welcome back to Cats at Night. Kathy, are we ever going to get our city open? We love our city. Absolutely. I mean, if you're out on evenings and weekends, you'll see we're open, John. You know that. We just aren't quite back to the office yet. Well, they should come back to the office. If they weren't back in my office, they'd fired. <laughs> well... <laughs> Believe me, Kathy, he's absolutely correct. That's why I'm sitting here looking at it. I heard somebody used to use that word. They're fired. He became, well, remember, that's what happened to the city. He became president. The city workers that wouldn't wear masks, they got fired. That was stupid. Yes, they did indeed. And, uh, and that also happened in some private firms for their employees who refused to get vaccinated. I was talking to, I've talked to several firms that have fired employees that refused to be vaccinated. So uh, so people have, have taken and employers have taken tough positions during the pandemic. And now we'll see what, how, we, how we transform that into the positions coming back to work. Um, it's going to be very hard to get everybody back. But we're now expecting that by September, every day, at least half the employees will be back in the office. Now, Kathy, Kathy, okay. Kathy, it's Richard Weinberg. I understand uh, the partnership just uh, did a study. Can you tell us about it, please? Well, we're releasing the study on Monday, so I, I'm not going to give great detail, but I will say that today about 39% of Manhattan office workers are in the office on the average weekday. But most of those are only in the office, and most employees are only in the office about three days a week. So employers, prior to the pandemic, more than 80% of the employers we certified required their staff to be in the office five days a week. Is there any way to, Kathy, is there any way to uh, know which kinds of businesses are bringing people back as opposed to those which are not? Absolutely. It won't surprise you that real estate is the most aggressive in bringing people back. Their daily attendance is 83%. People have to work otherwise. Tell them to go home permanently. Well, Kathy Wild, the big, you know, issue for a lot of New Yorkers is safety. Uh, You know, you see the streets are getting more packed with people, but safety is an issue. Mayor Adams is doing the best he can. He said this uh, earlier today. Look at the number of arrests of dangerous people that we are doing. And then you look at the other side, they go to court, and judges are letting them out. So the police officers are catching the guns, catching the bad guys, and by the time the police officers get back on patrol, they see the guy that they just caught. Uh, that's Hasty's fault, and, the, and that's uh, Stuart Cousins' fault. The it's state not the Senate, judge's fault. It's not the, it's not the fault. judge's fault. The state Senate and, and the state... Uh, well, it won't surprise you that... Uh, about half of the employers, when we ask them what's the factor that is would be most effective, what could we do that would be most effective in bringing people back to the office, they 
said, reduce the presence of homeless and mentally ill individuals and expand police presence on the streets and subways. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. 100% so correct. there's no mystery here. As what, No matter what employers do to encourage, if we can't get rid of that, and it doesn't matter if it's an excuse or not, if we can't solve the public safety problem, and obviously that's the challenge the mayor has before him, if we can't do that, we're going to see a long-term decline in the presence of folks who are willing to take the subways and uh, and come back to the office. We agree with you 110 uh, percent. The theater district, et cetera, are they still wearing masks? Inside the theater? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, see, I would refuse to go. Well, um, unfortunately, as you know, we're having a bit of a surge. People aren't, for the most part, getting as sick. But I, I go to galas every night, and I get a phone call the, or an email the next day telling me that there was a there was somebody there with COVID, and we better check ourselves out. So uh, we can't ignore that there is still a virus around. Well, Kathy Wild, thank you so much for calling in and giving us an update on opening up New York. And we'll talk to you again next week because this is going to be a week-to-week problem. Absolutely. But we're going to get New York open. It's a question of solving the problems that we all know are are the deterrent. I'm standing side by side with with you, and we're going to get New York open because we love New York. Absolutely. We love New York. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, no. You know what that means. Cudlow time. Must be Larry Cudlow coming up. Yep, that's Larry Cudlow, the one and only. The cavalry is coming, Larry Cudlow. Hi, kids. Look at you. You got your own theme song. I know. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now we have to do it a second time. Are we we, going to win this war against uh, what the heck is going on in our country? Well, the cavalry's coming. <laughs> That's all I can say. The cavalry's coming. Um, I'll say this. Uh, the number one problem is still inflation. The Fed hasn't solved it. We got announcements from the Fed and Jay Powell. They were kind of soft, if you ask me. They're going to have to work much harder. And until the Fed gets the inflation rate down, John, the risk of a the recession will continue to loom larger and larger. The stock market was down for the sixth straight week. Uh, that's been a long time since we had that. Today's jobs report was okay. It was a little light, but on the whole, it was okay. We're not in a recession right now. But uh, this week, we got news that labor costs uh, are up over 7%. So the wage component of inflation continues to get more deeply embedded into the economy. The price component, of course, we know about with a 8.5% CPI. And um, wages are going up, but inflation is going up more. So the Fed's got a lot, a lot of work to do. Well, That's all I can say. Larry, uh, you're, you're, we're talking about the Fed raising interest rates to bring inflation under control. But let's flip our, or let's flip the, the other side. The, the other side is if the, if the White House opened up the energy of North America, the inflation would come under control, too. Well, it would certainly help. I mean, there's a bunch of supply-side things that could be done to boost 
uh, production. Uh, one of them would be to quit threatening to raise taxes. Another one would be to pull back on all this overregulation of oil and gas and pipelines, um, all these NEPA regulations, which, by the way, are going to stop the building of roads, highways, and bridges. So all that would help. But on the demand side, look, they pump too much money in from federal spending and the Fed's money printing. So you're going to have to attack both sides. Uh, we'll have to. I don't see you think you're going to get any supply side help until uh, Congress changes hands. And even then, it's going to be difficult because the Bidens are determined to uh, overregulate the economy. So it's left up to the Fed, and the Fed is very cautious. I mean, they're kind of like whitewashing this. Um, one of the former vice chairs of the Fed, Richard Claret, has said today in the paper. They're going to have to take their target rate up to three and a half to four percent at least. Uh, I don't know where he's been the last year and a half, but in any case, he's probably right. <laughs> you, you might as well um, destroy the real estate industry because when the rates go up that high, and then I, I believe you're going to have uh, uh, home problems, uh, homes being sold. You know, it's it. Um, mortgage rates have skyrocketed. I mean, they've gone up almost three full percentage points. But look, a, if the Fed stops printing money and if they do raise their target rate, I think that would bring long rates down. OK, so the 10 year, which is the benchmark Treasury, broke through three percent this week. That's the first time. And everybody's been waiting for that. It's almost doubled in the last uh, 15, 18 months. But see, so much of that is a worry about future inflation. And so if the Fed could conquer those fears by taking strong, decisive actions, then I think you would see long rates stabilize and actually come down as the Fed target rate went up, uh, assuming the Fed um, stops buying bonds and printing new money. It's just, you know, I don't think there's any confidence in J-PAL, okay? I, I think that's the long and the short of it. I think and there's a lack market. of confidence in in all of Washington right now, including uh, most of the people that uh, uh, President Bush has appointed. Biden. Oh, no, President, President Biden. Biden. I Wish, pardon. Yeah, wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah, well, <laughs> bring back Bush. <clears throat> ever, no, ever, since, ever since I left town, John, you've lost confidence. Ever since that's I left it. Washington, you, you came back to New York confidence. and uh, see what happened? <laughs> New York got better. Washington got worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, look, you're going to have to deal with these problems. These are legitimate problems. You've got a wage price spiral. Uh, you've got a very lackluster Federal Reserve chair. Uh, you want to get stuff done on the supply side of the economy. That means you've got to stop regulating. But you have a stubborn, progressive president who wants to regulate. He doesn't like business. He doesn't like oil and, ga and gas. He doesn't like pipelines. He says... He likes bridges, roads, and tunnels and infrastructure, but his own people have administered uh, this NEPA regulation, National Environmental Policy Act, in such a way as to calculate direct and indirect and cumulative uh, carbon emissions problems. That's going to rule out so many things uh, that you and I want them to do. So you've got a very progressive a uh, very stubborn, progressive policy going on, which by and large the country is rejecting. 
That's why I say the cavalry is coming. I just hope we um, we can wait. We've got to wait another four, five, well, six months. We have to wait till November, and uh, hopefully uh, either that or they make changes now because they're afraid the cavalry is coming, one or the other. Well, yeah, I hope so. I mean, we kept waiting for the reset, but the reset, you know, is not coming. This is not a Bill Clinton situation. This is a Joe Biden situation. Bill Clinton's were difference. very. Bill Clinton's were a lot smarter. Yeah, well, I think you're probably right, or at least I will say Bill Clinton was a much better politician. Because remember, a good politician has his or her ear to the ground, and when the ground is telling you to change, you change. This crowd. You've got a bunch of ideologues. I mean, Newt Gingrich is late. It's big government socialism. The progressive agenda is very unpopular, and I think they're going to go down fighting. That's what's going to happen. So, Larry Kudlow, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country and have a, a great weekend and enjoy the weekend. And I'll, we will be listening to you on Saturdays between 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock on WABCradio.com and 770 on your dial, the number one show on Saturdays. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with Dr. Sebastian Korka, and he has a few insights about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. He knows New York. He loves New York. He is New York. He's got plenty of ideas on how to bring change. He is John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. We're back. So uh, Mother's Day this weekend. You well, got any plans I, I, for Margo? Well, I, I believe my son and my daughter will be here and we're going to be taking them out to dinner. And it's always good to have the family together. I know. And, and you know, hopefully don't go to church or you, but you I, might I, you some know, radicals also, coming in. Also, also, I, I always remember my own mother. Yes. What was her name? Uh, her name was Despina, D-E-S-P-I-N-A. Uh, the Americanized version of Despina is Despo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and I remember uh, I couldn't go when I was uh, two years old, three years old, four years old. I couldn't go to sleep without my mom putting her arm around me. Oh my God! But before that, I needed that security. That is so crazy. I was the same way with my mother when she would come home from work because she worked late at night. I would fall asleep sitting in the win- windowsill waiting for her to come home, and if she didn't kiss me before I went to sleep, I had to be up all night. Yesterday, I came home after that event. My daughter was waiting up for me at ten thirty wow. at night wow. with her arms I wide open. Our guest is on. Yes, Doctor Sebastian Gorka. He is a presidential. Uh, Appointee. He's also the host of the Gorka Reality Check on Newsmax. He also has his nationally syndicated radio talk show, America First, on Salem Media. Welcome to Cats at Night. Welcome back. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Well, you're, you're a guy. You're a guy that uh, has his ear to the uh, uh, to the ground. What, what's really going on? Because we're getting the same stories round and round and round and. We figured let's call Dr. Sebastian Gorka and he'll tell us what the what's the real story. Well, what do you want to know about? I was at Mar-a-Lago with the president two days ago for the premiere of Dinesh D'Souza's new movie about. Uh, well, tell us about the movie. Then. The last, oh my gosh! So, guys, uh, it's released tomorrow. You can check it out right now. You can book it. Uh, there's a special premiere with an interactive Q and A 
with Dinesh and some of my Salem colleagues at 2000mules.com or just go salemnow.com. Uh, what they did is, is stunning. So um, you can buy the geolocating data for any American who has a cell phone. So where they are at a certain time of day, they bought the geolocating data for 2,000 ballot harvesting mules in states where ballot harvesting is illegal. On top of that, they got the Freedom of Information Act requests for the CCTV camera footage outside the municipal buildings where the drop boxes were placed for the mail-in ballots. And they used those two pieces of intelligence to demonstrate without a shadow of a doubt empirically with the geolocating data with the video footage, more than 400,000 illegally harvested ballots. So, you know, everyone who's been saying, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, Dinesh, with the amazing True the Vote organization, has the evidence banged to rights. Everybody needs to go and watch it. The movie's called 2000 Mules, SalemNow.com, and I think it's tomorrow is the, um, the special uh, premiere digitally virtual event with a live Q&A with the Dinesh D'Souza. Well, wow. And, and they, they checked all these people that that's who you really call the mules that were harvesting the ballots in those five states that uh, I guess that uh, the guy from Facebook, what's his name? Zuck. Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. So uh, this is Zuckerberg. $400 yeah. million so this, dollars this in is five people, states. Yeah, so what, what people miss is the fact that Zuckerberg alone, the uh, CEO of Facebook, put $430 million into privatizing the elections, putting those drop boxes in place, giving money to local authorities and NGOs uh, to, to run the elections instead of the states. And that's how they perverted the course of justice. So the NGOs were the, the collection points for the ballots. The mules would go to the NGOs, pick up their bag of ballots, and then we, we show the footage. I'm in the movie. We show the footage of people at 3 a.m. in the morning stuffing handfuls of ballots into the Zuckerberg drop boxes. Because, of course, John, you always vote at 3 a.m., don't you? <laughs> Not really. That's right. And the drop boxes, Dr. Gork, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, they're not supervised. They're not under any kind right. of protection. So what you have it's here it, is you have the, the funding. Way, it, yeah, it's the easiest way to steal an election. Why? Because nobody controls that vote. Once it's given to somebody else, once it's dropped in a drop box, that's it. You don't know if the person filled it out. You don't know if they were forced to fill it out. The safest way to have an election is one election day and you go to the polling station. So it, it, it is a game-changing movie, guys. Well, well, I think American people have to feel that their vote counts and every American vote counts. And we have to ensure the integrity of the election. So, now, we only have a minute left because we talked about the mules. Tell us what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia. Well, Monday is the biggest uh, military uh, celebration, Memorial Day, it's Victory Day for the Russians. Uh, they're going to use it uh, to begin the second phase of this war. It's going to be a 
war of attrition. The goal is to create a landlocked country in Ukraine to uh, connect the besieged city of Mariupol under Russian control with Odessa, which means Ukraine will lose access to the sea. So right now, it's everything to, 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 to fight for. This is their 1776. Russia, once again, is targeting innocent civilians, a bombing, uh, schools, bombing hospitals, that maternity clinic. So just like the French helped us in 1776, we don't need to fight for the Ukrainians, but we need to help them with weapons, with intelligence, with ammunition, so they can fight for independence against a Russian invader. Don't forget who this guy is. Vladimir Putin is a former KGB colonel. He's a killer. He's a thug. And he wants all of Ukraine and then next Poland, the Baltic states and beyond. Well, we're going to send in the cavalry. Thank you so much, uh, Sebastian, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. And thank you for everything you do, speaking out for our country. And God bless you and God bless America. God bless you and the listeners. Thank you, John. Thank you. And uh, I understand now we have uh, Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Big and bright. There you go. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> well, give us some good news from Texas, uh, uh, General. No, I love that song. That's great. I love that song. <laughs> I always love that song. <laughs> yeah, I remember, and that was John's I, idea. I, I, uh, I introduced um, Governor Perry, was it, from Texas, uh, at the Waldorf Astoria one night, and we played that song. Yeah, it's a great idea. Tell us what's well, going it's, on. It's, it's fitting. I appreciate the song. Uh, are you protecting your borders? What's going on? Tell us. Oh, look, we've got 10 lawsuits with the Biden administration. We were just in the U.S. Supreme Court a week and a half ago arguing that the Remain in Mexico program is required by law to be enforced. And uh, we made our arguments to the U.S. Supreme Court. We'd already won all the way up. Um, and we're hopeful that, that that is a big pillar of how Trump was able to. Uh, lower the number of, uh, of illegal immigrants crossing. Obviously, this Title 42 is another big way, and we've got lawsuits from several states, including ours, to try to keep that in place. And uh, talk to us about, um, da- are you guys daring the president to sue the governor regarding busing of migrants? I know you guys are just, you know what, if they want to bring them on over illegally, then let's get them on out of here. You know what? Absolutely. I, I you know, we, we have a case from uh, the Obama administration. It was a U.S. Supreme Court case written by Justice Kennedy and three of the liberals. And I think Justice Ken, uh, Roberts joined them where they said that, you, that Arizona could not pass their own laws, couldn't really defend their own border. I think that case was wrongly decided. And I think the results are what we're getting now, which is where te- states like Texas and Arizona are being overrun with crime, and with human trafficking and with uh, drug trade. And we're supposedly supposed to sit by and watch as the Biden administration invites the cartels to expand their network and, and bring more of it on. That cannot be the right answer. How bad do you think it'll get if and when uh, Title 42 is lifted? I, that's expected to expire on May 23rd, correct? Yeah, yes. It's, it's going to get worse. It's already bad, bad as we've ever had it. Uh, you know, the, the consequences are American lives, uh, whether it's through drug overdoses or through other uh, crime. And we'll have more loss of American lives. And the trade for the Biden administration is they'll get more votes, they think, down the road. And they're willing to sacrifice the good of not just the the border states, but really I think every state now is a border state. They're willing to sacrifice the good of the entire country to increase the number of votes. Well, uh, General Paxton's Judge Richard Weinberg, 
I have to tell you what's happening here in New York is that they they move them out of the border states. They fly them in the middle of the night. And they drop them off in Westchester Airport where they move them out throughout the entire state of New York and particularly on Long Island where we've had major historically MS-13 gang problems. So that's what's going on. How can they get away with this? Uh, the, the, they, the only way they're going to get away with this is if we let them. This is unconstitutional. Uh, we're, we're, we're dealing with a president who's pretty much rogue. He doesn't follow law, federal law. He doesn't follow the Constitution. His role was, is to implement federal law. And he is sitting up there saying, look, I don't have to do that. I am immune from these laws. I'm immune from what Congress passes. If they tell me to build a wall, I say no. Um, we're, we're at, a, we're at a, you know, a crisis point as to whether we're going to let this president – Act more like a dictator or more, or more like a country. Well, not only that, uh, uh, General, not only that, right now we're having a problem in the Northeast is because the Catholics, and we have a lot of Catholics in New York, and that uh, he, the president refuses to tell the world culture not to go after the Catholic Church and blame them for what the justices are doing. And he's also refusing to tell the American people, <coughs> the, the leftists, the world culture, from going and picketing the justices' homes. I mean, what's going on in America is horrible. No, I, we've never seen anything like this. This is why I'm in 33, I think 33 lawsuits with the Biden administration and, you know, a year and a year and a half's worth of time. And it's really a fight for whether this we're going to preserve our constitutional republic or whether we're going to have a pre- president that basically dictates from his office as if he were, you know, a monarch or a dictator. It's, it's really that bad. And uh, we've seen, what, two, over 220,000 migrant encounters in March alone. How bad do you think it'll get? That's my first part. And, uh, you know, is anybody getting tested for COVID or, or anything like that? Or are they just pouring in and we don't even know who these people are regarding even diseases? No, COVID testing is for American citizens if they're coming in from out of the country. And if, if you, you have to be tested and if you test positive, you don't come in. If you're coming illegally... COVID testing doesn't apply, nor do vaccinations. You you will not lose your job as an illegal immigrant. If you get a job, you're you're free to come into this country. If you're an American, you're supposedly threatened with your job, depending on what industry you're in. So the numbers are going to get worse, I believe. They're already at record levels, like nothing we've ever seen. And if you end Title 42, the numbers, of course, are going to get worse, because now the only restriction we had to the open border was Title 42. We are basically in business with the cartels, the Biden administration, has, has, has sent them the message, bring as many people as, as fast as you can, hand them to the border agents. We, they're not running from border well, agents. They are handing the them off. The Biden administration is partners, is partners in this, uh, what's going on in the border with the Mexican cartels. They're partners with what's going on with Iran, with Russia. I mean, enough is enough, guys. Well, yeah, to, yeah. Mean, that's what we got. General, that's that's the bottom line. Thank you, General Paxton. Thank you for fighting for our country and fighting for Texas. Remember the Alamo and God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. God bless you guys. Thank Uh, you. uh, Let's take a break and we're going to come back with Dr. Michalos and we're going to find out. Now, that's well, you guys just let's let's go to break and we'll come back late. He knows New York. He loves New York. He is New York. He's got plenty of ideas on how to bring change. He is John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
The new 007 license to heal. Our renaissance. I like that. License, yeah. license, license to, to heal. heal. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Peter Mihalos. Our resident medical genius. What you got for us? Well, happy Mother's Day to all of you and to all our mothers in heaven for some of us. And uh, today, some amazing uh, data coming out in the Journal of Nature, which is one of the prestigious journals. Uh, scientists at Northwestern University have discovered a gene that's a master switch called the DBTBX2 that basically controls the hair uh, receptors in our ear. So the CDC says that 50% of people over 75 have significant hearing loss that can be disabling, and 25% of people 65 to 74 have it, and even 8.5% of 55 to 64-year-olds so basically, they discovered this master switch gene that, when turned on, produces these sensory cells that are the ones we lose from aging, cancer treatment, some antibiotics. And now there's the potential to be able to have this reverse. These little uh, hair cells, they're called. We have a fixed amount of them at birth. And uh, they're like little catcher bits that catch the sound waves and then transmit them into our brain through these inner cells. So this will basically be a form of treatment in the next few years. It's in the research stage at Northwestern, but you know this is where new discoveries get published, just like when DNA was discovered, it was first presented in Nature, and uh, this is very hopeful. On uh, other fronts, uh, stem cells now, uh, I know I've been talking about them. One of the reasons I got excited about it because there's this one child, a kid in our community who had autism, and he went down to uh, have treatment with this Dr. Chadwick Prodromos, who's a uh, cutting-edge stem cell treatment center, and they do it down in Antigua. And basically, these are not uh, fetal or embryonic cells. They're basically mothers who donate healthy cord blood. When they clamp off the umbilical cord, they collect that blood. And even people who need a bone marrow transplant with leukemia, if they can't find a match, they actually use that cord blood, and they're able to give, instead of a bone marrow transplant, plant an umbilical cord transplant. And this doctor uh, is actually treating people with autism, Bell's palsy, COPD, diabetes. Uh, and again, not everyone's getting like perfectly back to normal, but things are getting better. And they're even using it from heart failure. And I know in Germany, they've been doing it for years. And I actually knew a patient who had gone to Germany and he did improve and he avoided uh, death and uh, and heart surgery, and it's also being used for osteoarthritis and Parkinson's disease. And basically, these donated umbilical stem cells from donated healthy umbilical cells that would otherwise be discarded. And there, there's over a hundred thousand uh, cases done in uh, in Europe, and hundreds of thousands already done in uh, China. And these stem cells can actually renew themselves, and they can differentiate and become other types of cells. And they're using it to heal tendons and uh, other damaged uh, body parts and uh, it's pretty pretty amazing and they're using it and now in leukemia and lymphoma patients and uh, this is just uh, you know amazing things that are happening that are cutting edge but they're not exactly here on our, our shores yet but we're going to be hearing a lot more about these things and uh, being able to control these master genes just like we talked about sickle cell disease which has played especially in the African-American community, that there's going to be a gene treatment now, and uh, it'll be readily available because it's just a single gene that they turn off, and that will be curing sickle cell disease. So now we're hearing about actual cures. So are we getting down, we're getting down to uh, breaking down the DNA of people and, 
And how long is it going to take to really know know our stuff? Well, I mean, it's happening now. There are certain genetic eye diseases, some rare disorders that actually can be cured with a gene therapy, and it looks like I want, I want Governor, I want treatment. you're an ophthalmologist. <laughs> I want Governor Patterson to to drive with me sometime. You when, will. When, I, you know, when are with, they working with, on oh, that? I, well, that's the clinical trial starting now, the OSK gene. That's the work of David Sinclair, and they published that in Nature, where they reverse blindness in the mice, and now they've done uh, the uh, they've done it in apes now, and they're going to do it in human beings, and they're going to be starting to collect wow. people. That's for, right, Doctor uh, Michaelis. But John, when I'm driving, I want you to look to your right. <laughs> Whatever you see. I'll bet you never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Patterson. Well, we got to so, keep hope alive. Thank you, Governor Patterson. <laughs> thank you, Judge Weinberg. Thank you. And Dr. Michalos, thank you for everything you do to keep uh, people uh, further uh, alive. And uh, Lydia, have a great weekend with your daughter. Thank you. And thank happy you. Mother's Day. Thank you and so happy much. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. And God bless uh, you guys. And God bless New York. And God bless America.